0: episode 7 of Corner of Hunter and George where we try to interview the best most exciting artists in Peterborough Ontario and the surrounding area well in this episode i'm interviewing Samara Johnson someone i've discovered last year in my original endeavors into trent radio and also on this podcast here corner of hunter and george And someone I found with her music to have a rich, melodic talent for a lot of her songs and also a way of storytelling that I haven't really found in that many artists. And one of her songs, Little Red Bird, was, was one of my favorite tracks of 2021. So in our interview, I asked her for everything from her, she has a YouTube channel uh, that sometimes shows her comedic side, plus things like her favorite breakfast, so we discussed things like that, her love of animals, but then on the musical side, just her portraying her musical career, uh, what she is comfortable doing, what her area she's now trying to Explore Perhaps now as we may have some opportunities in 2022 if some mandates are being lifted, if they are And also her plans upcoming for this year So I hope you enjoy this interview, I also discussed some of her songs and just her thinking behind those songs and I think you'll find that she is a wonderful person and comes across that way. And also, one of the more exciting artists Peterborough, Ontario has to offer. So here is my interview with Samara Johnson. Uh, Samara, for joining me. I have Saturday at 6 is not really the most ideal time, but uh, that's all I could sort of fit in for today. But, uh, yeah. That's, oh, that's uh, perfect. It. Yes, yes.
1: I really appreciate you reaching out to me.
0: Yes. Well... I guess if I'm uh, to say a theme of this, it's just sort of getting to know you, the musician, plus many, maybe other components of your character. Um, oh, there's thanks, lots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, well, we'll we'll touch upon that. Now, I'll say uh, that um, as someone who uh, has one show on Trent Radio, uh, maybe I came across you like just doing my research on things like uh, s- certain sites or certain things that are linked to Trent, but more, more so, I guess I came across you on your YouTube channel. Oh no. <laughs> but still, I don't feel that gives me a whole picture. So I guess as a way, this is an educational thing for me as well. Oh. So if I was to ask you sort of, uh, sort of a composition of, you the musician like sort of as a like a biography of yourself in a musical sense like as a musician what would you is there something you could give to me as a paint a picture of yourself that way like what got you into music when did you start taking it seriously influences things like that
1: I don't take anything seriously so that's kind of like oh boy (laughs) okay uh... No, I, uh, I recently actually i have been trying to invest more time into like my intent behind my, my music. And I've been trying to kind of sift and sort into like, why do I do the music and everything? So mm-hmm. it, it kind of runs right along with uh, your curiosity anyways, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I've always kind of music has always kind of flowed to me. Even when I was a kid, I remember just coming up with random noodles as I'm just like, kind of like walking through the fields uh, uh, around the barn and everything like that so uh, my grandma taught me how to play chopsticks on the piano when I was five uh, and that kind of got me into the piano and then my stepdad gave me his guitar when I was 14 and that kind of started the whole songwriting stuff I actually ripped off a song from Avril Lavigne I think it was Skater Boy And my friends were just like, this is, this is Avril Lavigne. This is Skater Boy. I'm like, no, it's not. I knew it was, but like, (laughs) they're not going to tell me otherwise. (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's always been, it's always been something that I'm been very drawn to. I love listening to everybody else's music and their take on things that it's more, I find myself more as a songwriter than a singer. I like to create those, those dynamics and stuff. I'm still learning how to add those different elements. And I'll always be learning because there's always people coming out with so many new, new creative little ways of doing things, new little nuances and and sprinkles and stuff that just add different elements into the sound and, and really make that story that they're trying to tell come alive. And I, that's what I'm that's more or less what I'm getting at with, with my music. I really want to tell the story and I really want, like, you could just be able to close your eyes and just go through the whole scene with me. However Mm. you interpret it, right. Because it's, it's unique in that sense where you can just, what you hear and what I hear is going to be completely different based off of our experiences.
0: Right. Uh, So uh, I was picking up that um, you've done work sort of, not just writing music but you've done sort of uh sound mixing and uh pre- like i don't know if you've done any producing or sound engineering itself um so uh, like is it fair to say you're drawn into music as a as a whole as, as an aesthetic as sort of embodying your life even if even if you're not taking it seriously sort per se but it's kind of a necessity in other words is what i'm saying for you
1: yeah that that's yeah. a really good way of putting it actually mm-hmm. yeah it's it's mm-hmm. very essential for me to to noodle mm-hmm. <laughs> the music and uh yeah i do i do do um do do <laughs> i engineer i've done some productions and i've done some um additions on other people's music through treblecock studio in mm-hmm. in town here and david joyce uh the owner of treblecock studio has really helped me grow not only as an artist but as like just as a as a creator overall he's he's really helped um just allowed me to venture off in that route and because I have access to like other people's stuff I can listen in while I'm like you know leveling or or doing other little things tasks and stuff and I hear things and then I'm able to just be like well I did something and then he goes and listens and he's just like that's fantastic we need to do that (laughs) or he's Mm. just like you know what not completely on the mark but I like where you're going with that so let's see what else we can you know he's he's really good he's really good I'm so grateful that I I was I found I found Troublecock Studios because it's just it's been a blast the last Mm -hmm. two years
0: Mm -hmm. um yeah and that's, that's, that's good that you've found something like that yourself, uh, like a, sort of a, I guess, a protege outlet. in sound, an outlet, <laughs> yes. um, and outlet. Yes. And now you're saying, um, yeah, I've seen, Im- you're saying something before about uh, like um, I take it, you sort of live outside, outside the city in sort of a country kind of area. I've seen images of you with horses on your channels. I take, I take that to be the case. So um, now um, I guess I was going to say, is it fair to say though, a lot of your, what I detect be your influences, you said, just said skater boy, but I've seen other ones. I've seen you do a cover of Jimmy Eat World. Um, uh, is it fair to say that sort of period of the early mid two thousands kind of pop kind of sound is where a lot of your influences come from as cliched a thing as that is, but. It certainly has an effect on you.
1: It was a great, it was a great era of music. Mm-hmm. Uh I draw yeah. a lot of stuff from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um as my dad was big into the the rock. So I'd listen yeah. to the rock all the time. Um my mom was more or less all over the place musically. She'd go anywhere from like Yanni classical all the way to like meatloaf like it was just and with my friends and I like disturbed and like other little pieces all over the place so it's I hear way too much
2: mm-hmm.
1: with everything but yeah I my farm is out of the country I'm actually in the city oh, okay and I need to be back out in the country
0: okay <laughs> yes you know I I hear you yes uh I, I think that's uh especially kind of uh days like today too or the past week but um now one thing i really uh, definitely think is maybe your greatest skill and it's quite as uh, a rich skill you have is sort of with melody uh with a lot of your songs um oh, thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll bring up one that you did recently on i did one of your things you do the sunday music show a couple of weeks ago you just put out like it's like thirteen or fourteen minutes long of these various instrumentals, which I take it you're put it trying to put together as a whole with words as some sort of album or e p kind of thing, but I just found it really rich in sound and melody, even without even without lyrics so uh oh it's amazing thank you yeah, yes, I don't know if there's something you i don't know is there something you, is there some sort of um some sort of way you think you have of hearing music or how you're able to compose your your melodies together when you're doing it
1: it's it's really um like i don't i don't know if you if you write or or do musical Musical. No, stuff, no like, you're
0: talking to a non-musician here, non-musical so, yeah. okay so this yeah, is i've tried this is but no i don't have it yeah yes
1: <laughs> well every everybody's got it in some in some sense some sometimes right. it comes out musically sometimes it comes out in paintings or in other little endeavors mm-hmm. and stuff we all have that that essence in us with music for me it's just i just hear it like it just randomly pops into my head I get these little these little things I'm so lucky that we have phones now because now I can just take out the recorder and I can do a little acapella of something and then I can figure it out later now this happens so much that I have my phone is overloaded with little like 30 second clips of noodles that I haven't gotten to it's mm-hmm. fine and uh <laughs> but yeah no the it just it just comes and then there's sometimes like I have songs from years ago that are just there's just one little blip and that's it nothing more has come and especially with like the creating spectrum as a whole like you don't force these things because once you start forcing them you don't get the product that you're kind of envisioning like it just mm-hmm. it it seems rushed or it seems forced or it seems it just doesn't come out the way that you had intended so like those those instrumentals I've just been sitting on them for a really long time trying to figure out if I want to put words to it or if I just want it to kind of have that, you know, create your own adventure story in a sense. Like listen to them and then you can just get lost doing whatever, whatever it is that you're doing.
0: Okay. And is am I correct in saying, please correct me if I'm wrong, I don't really find you on Bandcamp. Is that correct?
1: I'm not on Bandcamp. I am on uh, Band Lab.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah and uh is that is that's like a similar idea I take it is it I think
1: so um yeah. I wasn't on any like two about two years ago I wasn't putting my music out on anything I was just playing and mm-hmm. my friend um Chris Ryder is in the Bonneville. he was just like why don't you have anything out I was like I oh, don't know I didn't <laughs> <laughs> he's just like you need to get your stuff on band lab so I I went on to band lab and I'm like oh this is really cool I like got like familiar with it posted Mm -hmm. something i think february 4th 2020 was the first thing that i posted in a really long time and uh i just started getting a flood of people i have over a thousand followers on there right now um after two years of not really posting too much recently so Mm. i thought that was really cool and met a lot of people because it's all around the world right yeah like so I'm, I'm collaborating with people. I've collaborated with people from down in Brazil. Um, I've collaborated with people across the pond. I've collaborated with a lot of people from the States, a couple of people from Canada, like in, in different provinces. It's been, it's been really exciting and and has really expanded um, like the genre, like the lyrically, the genres that I can kind of Branch into, and I I never thought that I could because I just play my stuff, and that's just how I've always done things. But now I'm able to be like, oh, I hear stuff on this, like it's a a rap thing, and I'm like, I hear stuff on this and mm-hmm. other other little different genres of music. I'm just like, this is so cool. <laughs> I don't know if Bandcamp is like that.
0: Um, yeah, it, well, it's kind of meant. I think its purpose was meant to be unlike. Spotify and the best example is like it was meant to give musicians fair pay for what they're composing so it's kind of it's a bit it's a bit like that in that some it does give you exposure to a lot of artists like that probably aren't even on like Apple or Spotify that kind of thing so it um it has that kind of thing there are there are a number of Peterborough artists on it too but uh but uh, I don't know. If, I don't know about like mixed compositions on it or things like that. I'm not sure about that. But uh, um, and still exciting. It's still it's still. But I band lab. Okay, you have me curious about that. <laughs> um, now, going off musically, but just more, I guess, about you. Is it fair to say, looking at uh, just uh, trying to remember some of your videos? I think when you started your YouTube channel, at about two years ago or something like that around that time so it there definitely seems to be a role for comedy in it and do you feel <laughs> like that is that a, kind of like a release or an escape or something you feel you just comes naturally to you
1: it, it is very natural uh, mm. I can't help myself right <laughs> I uh, I like to try and not take things so seriously even though it it is a learning curve as we all experience it from time to time you get set in expectations and outcomes and things don't go your way and instead of you know throwing on a pout or you know stomping your feet crossing your arms whatever you end up going about doing I just like to make fun of things and mm-hmm. some things like I know I, I probably take it a little too far on on certain things but that's I guess a coping mechanism i don't okay. know i'm still i'm still learning about myself it's it's fine okay <laughs> well yeah comedy is definitely i it, it's a must
0: right oh yes well, you could easily argue that's definitely for twenty twenty two uh but really in general um I may come back to as band lab like because you're saying you've working for with musicians across. The, the UK the US and Brazil but just certain songs that I know and I feel like I'm maybe missing some because I'm not on band lab at the moment or haven't looked into it but uh, uh once one, not the only one but one song I really love is uh it was called Star Story and um that's I think from a little while ago that one but uh I don't I'm not asking you to say like the meaning because I like you said that's subjective but is there do you remember sort of your frame of mind or what was coming to you or what sort of um you know is there some sort of period of your life you were at at that moment when you that melody came to you
1: I remember exactly when I wrote that song okay. All right, i okay. <laughs> was uh I think it was two thousand sixteen or seventeen
0: mm-hmm. when I
1: wrote that one and uh yeah it was just I like to self um motivate self encourage um I'm really I go in through a lot of lulls with like depression, anxiety and stuff. So one of my biggest things, like music is therapy, regardless whether you write it, whether you listen to it, you play it, whatever you do, music is therapy. And so a lot of the times when I'm really, really low and it's like, you know, those low spots where it's just like this hole's so deep ain't nobody coming down and I ain't getting back up from it. <laughs> it's in those moments when I write the most inspiring, like for, for myself anyways, songs to kind of like, it's not that bad. Again, coming back to that, that seriousness, it's just like you'll, you've you been through worse and you made it through what you thought was the worst then. Like you really think this is that bad? Probably not. So. I tend to just use my imagination and create these little side quests or side stories to just be, put myself in somewhere else away from where I am right now, just to reframe and reset my, my mind. And so that I can, I can kind of slowly work my way out of the hole without realizing that I'm doing it. So before you know it, I'm back on top of the ground again, it's just like, oh, cool continue on
0: (laughs) and this and you're saying the song helped sort of transport you back to the top of the hole you're saying
1: yeah yeah it was uh it was a really it was a really cute little story of like just if if you could go if you could take a walk with you know imaginary things like the stars can't come down here like we can't we if we if we look at it in a reality sense no if we were to talk to the stars the stars aren't going to start talking to us or or you know taking us for a stroll down the road or anything like that we can't like that kind of branch is unrealistic in a sense but through your imagination anything is possible so it was just basically a little a little imaginary journey that i took myself on it's like Mm -hmm. well why why not like i can we have we have cartoons, we have we have TV shows, movies, all of these things that revolve around fantasy. Like, why can't I make my song my own little fantasy? So that was that was kind of what I did with with that. And yeah, I really like that one too. I'm glad that you do as well. Okay, all right cool. yeah.
0: another song, uh, one of my favorites, actually from 2021, I had on my radio show was uh, "Little Red Bird." Oh, no, I don't, I, yes, I know I, that's just the year I came across it, even that's maybe maybe it's from before then, but uh, it seems to be kind of you know has definitely has a melancholy feel to it, but um,
1: you got that, did you?
0: <laughs> yeah, I got that out of it, but uh, I don't know, is that is is that a similar story to what you said about a star story, or is it uh, something a little different, something maybe added or a little different about that one?
1: It's that one's a little different. um, Because that one was actually, I tried to work through like, I guess it it stems from kind of the same thing where you use your imagination to kind of set yourself apart from what's actually going on in reality. But it was more tied to a person than -hmm. it was anything else. So I, I just changed their appearance to like, what would I do if this was just like, some little like, I wouldn't cage a little bird that I just caught in the wild, like just trying to help it, right? Like I would want to set it back out, set it free. So that was one of the the things with Little Redbird. It's just like, you can't, you can't cage love. You can't, love is not possession. Love is unconditional. And you wouldn't do that to something that you love. But yet we do that with people that we love. We, we try to condition them and we try to possess them and we try to make them our own, but that's not love. Right. So right. I'm just like if if you were to sometimes if you are to alliterate it in a different in a different sense, like take the people out of it and just look at it as animals. Like you don't see animals doing that to animals, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like they just, okay, we're doing this. I like you pretty good right now. Let's see how this goes type thing. So it's like, that's, that's how they kind of work and operate where we're just like, mm-hmm. as soon as we're like, you're, you're the love of my life. You're everything that I want. And I need you to be here now with me always. And I will do anything for you and yada, yada, yada. And then it's just like, you know, that pressure, it's just like the other animals don't, do this
0: <laughs> okay right okay and uh won't get into it but uh i feel like <laughs> you're saying something of a previous experience maybe in your life as well yeah that's what you're saying these things yes yes
1: you wonder why i have so many songs well yes I've had a lot of experiences <laughs>
0: yes now i will say one other song but since you mentioned it there like how you know animals will not take this possessive role with each other i really uh, i think i'm confident in saying you do love animals. Oh Yeah, yeah. (laughs) well, you're talking to one as well. I mean, it generally is related to domestic pets. But uh, yeah, we're currently three cats and one dog. And uh, yeah, I naturally cats have come to me, but I've come to really love our dog as well. And um, yeah, so you, you yourself, you like, do you have any pets of your own is that one of the reasons you want to go to the country to see the horses anything such as that
1: well I was I was born on a farm so horses have Mm -hmm. always been in my life since Mm -hmm. I was basically born in the barn and I used to run away all the time just to go down to the barn they'd find me at like three four years old running in a field with horses all around and it's just like oh my god but yeah horses, big time um I have three cats as well I used to have a dog. Uh I have a snake, uh, leopard gecko. I used to have a bunch of other reptiles. I yeah, I really like fish. I want to get fish again. Okay. I had a had a big tank with like 16 fish and a virus ran through and killed all my fish.
0: No.
1: <laughs> it happens, but uh, it's still sad.
0: <laughs> yeah. That is that is quite tragic. But uh okay, what is it about the uh your snake that you love. Uh, so something, some, something about the snake, I haven't had that experience. So maybe you can oh, no. tell me something that's attractive about that. Yes. I,
1: I like the, I love reptiles. I, I like, I, I really like dinosaurs. So mm-hmm. I guess it kind of, it probably has to do with that because it's just like, they are not as scary as you think they are. Yeah, they feel like weird and stuff like that. And I think that kind of different, Component is what scares us because it's so off from what we like typically know. But yeah, it's just it's cool. It's kind of like chickens. You know how chickens have like those beady eyes, and you never know what they're thinking, and they are terrifying. I want chickens just for that reason. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And eggs, I love eggs, but okay, yeah. yeah. (laughs) This the snake, like pretzel, is her name. She's a bumblebee ball python. Mm -hmm. I've had her six years now. And she is an absolute love. she loves coming out, she loves being held, she is adventurous, like all of these qualities you wouldn't typically find or would think to find in a reptile, especially mm-hmm. like a snake it's It's a noodle, it's one big long little thing, like what can it do? But she cuddles, she kisses she like she does all of these little things and like almost communicates like a cat or dog would. And it's just, it's, it's cool seeing that personalities are everywhere. We, everything has one and it's, Mm -hmm. it's neat when you look into it.
0: As someone who's had a bit of experience with horses, not as much as you, and I haven't really done much with any recently that I remember, but I always found them to be really kind of, um, really peaceful and kind of, Almost like kind of an open armed kind of animal. They really are, you know, gentle, I guess is the word I'm trying to pick up there. Would you am, am I correct in saying that? As someone who knows oh, yeah. this squatter and I do. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. You you get you get your cream of the pick sometimes. Some just like with people, some are a little more standoffish than others. Some are really like in your mm-hmm. face and you know, some are stubborn and doesn't matter what you say, I'm not moving. And when you have a thousand-pound animal saying it ain't gonna move well you kind of stuck there for a bit
0: <laughs> right yes <laughs> um and with one more like the cats um i guess i i find them to be rather independent in mind but they're very clever at using you to your own advantage what they want to do they they aren't quite as needy as the dog but they you know they're they're they don't hold back in saying what they want when they want i just find that very um i there's some sort of cleverness to the cats i've always looked up to yes
1: definitely yeah. i agree completely all right <laughs> all right
0: and one last thing on animals like would you agree with uh i forget who i'm quoting with this i think i think one journalist i've read has said this but basically i don't think he's the first person to say it that you really cannot be kind uh, to other people if you are not kind to animals, more or less that, that thinking, you, you know, would you agree with that sentiment? Like,
1: yeah, yeah, I can, I can say, like there's some, because like some people are just scared of animals. Like they had some kind of traumatizing experience with an animal and now they've just worn off all animals. So like they can be really, good and kind and happy with other people but when it comes to animals that that fear kind of just kicks in they're like nope 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 can't um so like there's there's that that to add, like to kind of view too but like most of the times like you know if somebody's like nice to animals they're generally typically nice or kind to people but then you have people that are just like I'd prefer animals over people and so they're great with animals and then crappy to people
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, that's yeah. So there needs to be an equilibrium. You're saying there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah yes. and it's it's just kind of there are for the for the most part, yeah, people that are good with animals are good with people, but then you have those ones where it's just like it's either people, no animals, or it's animals, no people.
0: Right, right. Um, okay, now back to music. The one last thing <laughs> I wanted to ask you about. I don't know what time frame this is from, but. Uh, I, I'm curious the genesis of this song, "Crowd's Last Dance."
1: Oh my god, I love that one.
0: Okay, <laughs> that
1: was actually that's a band lab collab.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, and the yeah. um, who
1: who was John Ames okay. actually composed the the piano piece, and he does actually a lot more like hip hoppy kind of beats and stuff like mm-hmm. that and I was just strolling along through his feed. And I I happened to come across this one and I messaged him. I'm just like, dude, like, where did this come from? And he's like, you have no idea how long that took me to do, like trying to get all the, the piano, like the pieces and everything. And he's just like, it was such a pain. And I'm just like, would you mind if I tried to write to it? He's like, no, go for it. So I'm just like, cool. Cause I, I've played piano, but I've never actually written anything to piano. Now, since then, I've written a whole bunch piano Lee, but that was like my first one. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So I was actually, I had a cold or something at at the time. So the first part, I recorded all of this stuff too, back in the 2020 is all recorded on my phone. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't have my setup. Um, I have a focus, focus, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't have any of that. I just had, I had my phone. So I was recording all of these and I actually went up to Armour Hill at the, at the top of Armour Hill mm-hmm. where, where it overlooks. It was, I don't know, the sun was just starting to come up and I was parked and I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to try and just sing this here. So the first part of that song was actually sung on top of Armour Hill while, oh, I really? had, while I had a cold and I liked how it went so well. I just kept it. And then I got the second part later and I'm like, you know what, this can work. I can work with this. But yeah, that's actually one of the songs that I'm looking at re- redoing. I'm redoing a lot of the um, the songs that I did on my phone because I want to okay. have better better quality. Um, right. Even though they sound so good already, <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's cool.
0: And like you're doing that through Treble Croc Studios, I, I take it when you're remaking or remixing these songs.
1: Uh so some of them, yeah, I do I do there. Um a lot of stuff I do at mm-hmm. home though too. I have the mm-hmm. I have the same the same program um which which works because everything that I I figure out here I can take back to the studio and be like, David, look at this, look what I learned how to do. And he's like, Oh, this is gonna this is gonna be like mind change, like this completely changing. And I was like, Yes. And then he'd be like, Look what I learned, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I go home <laughs> and I do a whole bunch of stuff like this is so awesome. We right. have a lot of fun
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. that's good. Now, is there anyone besides him that you sort of in Peterborough or the area that you have sort of a relationship with musically or are you or are you, is it kind of just at the at Treblecock studios like that you work yes. with or you've done you've played live with or something like that
1: i well currently right now I'm working on releasing my e p Um, Mm -hmm. from last year one hell of a week so we're revamping it so I have um I have help from uh Chris in the states Mm -hmm. he's been helping me he's he's got a band the Romantic Devils and they've been touring and and doing all that stuff down there but he's actually taken time out we set up a, a meeting every week to go over um Spotify um Spotify releases uh cover art all of that stuff and he he's actually helping me level and kind of produce this reproduce this album with me with the help of my my friend here Chris Ryder um doing doing drums and and just having having that all comprised so like there's those guys Chris and like Chris Ryder and I have been doing a lot more punk rock songs we've got like a couple songs there that we're doing stuff on I've met a lot of people through Trouble Cock that we're like to- in talks of like doing like little duets, like Corey Merritt and mm-hmm. I have been like kind yeah. of working on, on some, some stuff together. And, um, SJ, uh, uh, Sarah Jane Riley, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. we've, we've done some collaborations, uh, band work and stuff like that. And Adam Terrio. um, from the mickeys i was mm-hmm. actually there last night with their band practice there they, they have a gig tonight so does sarah actually sarah's at the venue tonight okay. and the mickeys are at the red dog tonight so they've uh yeah, yeah all yeah. these people from from the studio have just been like it, it's incredible the amount of talent and musical like musically here in peterborough it's it's insane
0: yes it, it is quite a rich story that's one thing i have One reason I've started this podcast, even though it's not just about musicians, but just like artists in general, that really is not, you don't find in a lot of places that are much bigger than Peterborough. And as unlike other places, like say that are closer to Toronto, it doesn't really, a lot of them don't really have that much of a Toronto connection, or at least there isn't much of a, that's not the origins of it sort of thing. Or they didn't have to go to Toronto to be, make a name for themselves or create their niche as an artist sort of thing yeah yeah so um now is am i correct in saying the genesis of a lot of your songs is done on the piano or is it a combination of a good guitar and piano or
1: actually it's more it's more guitar
0: and i start
1: most of the stuff starts on the guitar and then i'll add the piano in after there's a couple there's a couple songs that i've just done piano with um but yeah no i've literally anything i can get my hands on i can make something with like i have a problem (laughs)
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, that means your mind's always thinking, and you're always are using your creativity. I think that's kind of a that's a good sign. Um, Trying to use
1: it to my advantage, (laughs)
0: right now. If you're looking at 2022, so you have you said your one hell of a week EP is going to come out. Is there other sort of plans you have for this this year? especially, I guess uh, we, it's hard not to do an interview with anyone about anything without bringing up COVID say our like what sounds like our mandates kind of drop in that and perhaps live music in some form comes back. Is there something you're thinking in mind for 2022 besides your, your EP, but, which is important, but yeah. Uh,
1: really? I'm just going kind of with the flow. Uh, if things mm-hmm. kind of pop out, like I, I really work with like in, uh, inspired action like things that just kind of happen in the moment if that feels like a really good idea then I'll go with it like I tomorrow's my birthday and I was trying to figure out things to do for my birthday and I'm like, you know what? I haven't done an open mic. Like last year, I locked myself in the room and I made three songs that nobody has heard. Oh. <laughs> Aside from the couple of people that, you know, I, I, I share stuff with being like, I did this. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I decided, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna see where there's an open mic. And I remember, I think it was Corey that mentioned that McThirsty's does an open mic on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it's my birthday on Sunday. Why don't I do the open mic? So I actually contacted McThirsty's to figure out their arrangements and uh I they do live music throughout the week too so I was talking with them about possibly maybe getting a day through the week to kind of just go there and jam for a couple hours or something like that how I don't really know how those things work but I thought that would be cool so that's something I'm branching into or or attempting to branch into whatever ends up coming from that is only only good good things right
0: (laughs) right well yes so you're saying you as, samara johnson as a performance artist like live performance you're saying that's something you're branching into just sort of now you're sort of used to like am i correct in saying you're sort of used to collecting your sounds on the phone kind of putting it together sharing it online but the live performance thing that's something that's still like you're still trying to put to like grow into it, I guess.
1: Yes. An area of development. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's
0: understandable. Yes.
1: (laughs) But I'm trying to through, that's one of the reasons why I noticed on my, on my YouTube channel, I have vlogs. I don't recommend people watch them, but you know, you have nothing better to do. Go ahead, throw one on and see what I mean. But (laughs) they were more, more or less a attempt just for me to get more comfortable speaking in front of a camera being comfortable like even though i'm the one that's editing nobody else is watching me do these things or put them together it's just seeing what comes from from those and they're just random whatever whenever i get again inspired to kind of do them i'm just like oh yeah and then i forget to do them and then it's you know the the night of that i'm doing them and it's just like oh that was that was interesting <laughs> but mm-hmm. all of these things are kind of leading me up to being more out and performing and doing these things. Cause I do, I do enjoy um, perfor- like performing and, and playing. I think what I would like in that, in that regard is instead of it just being me, I would love to have like a duet partner or something like that, that we can like, just kind of, mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> it's not all about me. <laughs> the focus isn't all on me. It can be, it can be split between me and other people. And I feel more comfortable in, in that, area than when it's just because <laughs> now that I'm putting stuff out there more people are are knowing my, like I'm so like you have no idea how how filled my heart is right now when you're like I really like this song and this song yeah. and, this. and I'm just like yeah, yeah. you know my songs like this is like holy smokings like that's just crazy but more like that you put your stuff out there eventually people are going to start hearing it so it's just like now when I mess up they're going to know. It's not like before when it's just like, nobody knows what I'm doing anyway. So if I mess up, I'll make a funny face and carry on. But now it's just like, you didn't sing that right.
0: <laughs> okay. Well I'll say, I'm saying this, this is totally, I'm not having to like, uh, you know, uh, put sugar on this. This is totally how I feel, but I feel like there, there are, there is a lot of talent in Peterborough and mm-hmm. um Uh, but i'll i'll be honest some artists are a little um either without not naming any names of course but a little too like commercial reaching in both their music and lyrics or or they just simply kind of um if their point is kind of in a melodic popish sense they don't quite have uh, the ability to sort of grasp uh, the the richness of the melody. And I find you both in voice and melody are able to do that. And it also sort of has its own unique sound, a lot of your songs. So it has, um, so I don't know, I, like, I, I guess I kind of view you, you can tell, like you're saying, you've done work in tons of different uh, genres, but Um. um I just find you sort of like at the base kind of like in a, in a folk artist kind of way, but kind of reached out. And that's, that's the power of folk. You can kind of reach out and do whatever sort of thing you want, but it still has you've, you compose the richest of melody right at the beginning.
1: Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. that. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of, yeah. So that's kind of how I've, I've viewed, viewed when I've looked at th- th- it's not just those three songs I've heard but those are the ones I guess that stood out to me the most of what I what I was mentioning um so um it sounds like too the people you've met like uh Corey Merritt and uh people you've worked with at the treble studios you've you've been able to like they're they're people you can depend on like my am, am I fair to say you've developed some some friendships doing along this musical course Oh yeah. You
1: can't, you can't not, the people are just fantastic. All of them.
0: Mm -hmm. So am I, I think I'm quoting someone like John Vanderslice here, but like when it comes to like the musical industry, you know, you have a choice of either being a prick or being a friend to people. And I I take it, you're taking the stance that, you know, in the end, that's how, you know, we live by human relationships. And you think you, you, you definitely want to grasp on, Am I correct in saying you want to grasp onto being a friend with whoever you can be, or friendly at least, making that kind That's of Friendly impression. for
1: sure. Friendly, yes, yes for sure. I yes. want to view, because it is such a such a big industry and mm-hmm. lots of people, lots of talent, not just here, but just everywhere in general, and we're all doing or trying to do essentially the same thing and, you know, only a handful of people really make it. It, like uh, but we're all trying to make it I I want to I'm trying to and I'm, I think I'm doing a very good I believe I'm doing a very good job at viewing everybody as a collaborator and instead of a, a competitor because mm-hmm. I don't want to it's it's not me against them and it's not them against me like we we all have different sounds we all have different little little things and and we go about presenting it differently so for me to compare my music to somebody else's music wouldn't really be fair for either of us because we're we're different we we like different things so mm-hmm. it's yeah it's it's viewing people as collaborators instead of competitors which I think has really helped kind of smooth things like when it when it comes to like especially helping people in the studio and being like well, like, this is this is my noodle. So I'm going to use it on my stuff. But even though i like made it for you and la la la, la right? Like you can get really in your head about it.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: then it's just like, do you know how many chords there are? Not a whole lot. <laughs> no. So you can only make so many sounds. They're going to sound the same. There's going to be different, like, so many things that are sounding similar, that can go in a whole bunch of different little things. So it's like, it really doesn't matter. So putting such a, a big thing, what is it? Making uh, mountains out of molehills or something like that? Yes,
0: mountains out of molehills, yeah.
1: There's no point other than upsetting yourself when you, when you start focusing on that, or if you start seeing people doing really well, you want to see people doing really well. Mm -hmm. Like, of course you do, because like, that's, that's what they're aiming to do. And if, and if they're doing it, that means you can do it too. So it's just it's it's that mind mind frame changing that how you're looking at it so that it it benefits you instead of stagnating you.
0: (laughs) Right. And while there are the conveniences these days of like, you know, home recordings recording on your phone without needing like, you know, several tons of equipment to haul around and things like that of the past there's there's enough against independent music as there is musicians I mean without uh us having to get competitive I think with each other or yeah nasty with each other's things like that um now this is just a referral to your YouTube channel but maybe this is good for the audience too uh, I it's a off the topic of music but still something that must be important to you what is your favorite breakfast
1: what is my favorite breakfast? Okay, I actually did a vlog on this. Yes. And my most favoritist breakfast is my egg veggie eggs. So I mm-hmm. do it up in like millions of different ways. Like I said, I love eggs. So usually I like my my sunny side up or dippy eggs, however you want to go about doing it. Mm-hmm. Whole bunch of vegetables all sauteed up in the in in with the stuff. Then you can just have fun with it. You can put feta cheese on it. You can put like mozzarella cheese, whatever kind of cheese. You don't even have to have cheese. If you're lacto, skip the cheese. And then you can have toast or whatever to dip in with your eggs and ketchup. you can't go wrong with ketchup.
0: No, you can't. I, I'm criticized a lot by my wife that I have ketchup, you know, added sugar in that. But I don't know. I Some things I just can't eat without ketchup. And I've been like that since I was little. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah yeah and uh, um now i i missed out on one song i wanted to ask you about uh so this song i i forget when i first listened to this one but anyway uh bend that oh! song
1: i love bend <laughs> i'm so happy that you're like bringing up all these songs this is so yeah. freaking cool <laughs>
0: Well, I, I, this, I, uh, yeah, I find this one maybe a little different than the other ones I was mentioning, but, um, anyway, is there anything you could say about that? Like where the genesis of that song or what the, your frame of mind for that song or how you I put it together?
1: I can say a lot about that okay, song. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, just, just for context and, and reference, mm-hmm. another, another, um, person from the studio, uh, Paul Thompson. hmm he has been at the studio f- and working with David for, for years now. He just released his very first album. He's got enough songs to like make four or five albums, but he finally released his first album on uh, Valentine's Day. And mm-hmm. oh my God, it's fantastic. Give it a listen. But he, mm-hmm. he is absolutely astonishing to watch put a song together. One of, he was one of the first pe- people that I worked with. And I got to actually watch him structuralize a song step by step by step. Now I did that. I I tried to, I tried to utilize what what I saw him doing in another song. It's only a dream or something like that. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly. It that was all done on my phone. Well, bend was kind of the exact same thing. It's just guitars. That's that's all it is. It's just guitar layers on guitar layers. And it was the end of 2020. I wrote that song December 27th. And it was a full moon. And I'm just mm-hmm. I'm literally like, this is my room. And yes. I was sitting right there, mm. looking up to the moon, because this computer was actually sitting on that wall. I just recently okay. re- reorganized my room. So it was sitting against that wall. I'm sitting right there, looking out to the moon, and I—I I made this whole song within like I don't know a half an hour. I just oh. I wrote right to the moon, right. And then I did wow. it all up. I—I I think a couple of days later, I released it with a little video and just yeah, that's and I—I I love that song. I actually entered that into a international songwriting competition last yeah last year's sing, international singing competition.
0: Oh really? Okay. Yeah um okay well uh it's, to, it's two more things i wanted to touch upon uh so just going on what you were just saying there about how you compose that in half an hour uh bend is 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 there something to how some of the best songs are done like you know that quickly uh, a lot of the time yes, um definitely okay so like you know how Bob Dylan used to you know say his 10 verse songs came into him like you know oh I did that in, you know an hour or so or something like that yeah it came off That's, the top of my head yeah, yeah okay
1: Alanis said same thing with hand yeah. in the pocket she wrote yeah. that in 10 minutes okay. she just and it was in and the the song that you hear on the radio is actually the demo of it not like they recorded it like they tried to re-record it but they prefer, mm-hmm. they went with the demo over the actual done up recording because the demo just sounded so much better but yeah she wrote that in 10 minutes too so it's it's really cool like and that's not to knock on somebody that's taken like years to make one song because like that happens too i've got tons of songs that aren't finished might never be finished there's some songs that i've sat on for 5 years that i just finished it it's all like, it comes back to that. You can't force creativity. You can't force those feelings to come up because that's essentially where you draw it from. There's something that's stimulating you, whether like, however it is doing that it's stimulating you to cause this influence, not even cause influence you to get something out. And this is how songwriters tend typically get out or express themselves so that that emotion isn't eating them up inside. So you can do that with any emotion. It doesn't have to be the negative emotions, but you can do that with the happy emotions too. But it's, I generate towards the sad and savvy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I see see that. Those are your natural stations there. Yes, but yeah. Unfortunately. The the, the witty and the melancholy. Yes. Yes. Um, And when so you when when can we see your ep that you're putting that when is that going to be like uh transferable for the public or open for the public well
1: it it is technically already out um mm-hmm. the one that i did i literally did it in a week i wrote the songs i i composed them all i like got all the noodles and everything all in a week and that's why i called it one hell of a week ep because okay. it was all done in one week. Cause I just, I set myself with a, a challenge, a goal, and I just want to see if I could do it. And I did. And I'm like, this is really cool. And then I got rethinking about it. I'm just like, now that I know more, like, why don't I do like, cause this DP is pretty, like, it's decent. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, and I just within a week, I just, pfft. so I'm like, what if I actually spent some time got some like assistance some like outside because I can only hear so much and other people sometimes what other people hear is so much better than what I could think of so it's Mm -hmm. just having other people kind of join in is fantastic and I'm just like yes let's let's do this so we have a time frame of uh five weeks April 1st is the date that we're shooting for and now that this is publicized hopefully mm-hmm. we can get our butts together and <laughs> make something work
0: <laughs> okay that's good and it's i take it since you're mentioning spotify before it'll be available on that or yeah. or yeah. apple and all the other all ones all the uh, goods all the goods all right all the goods well that's good to hear i, I definitely am looking forward to that uh i feel like there's you know 70 other topics i could have got in for you for but i don't want to <laughs> infiltrate all of your saturday so but thank you very much anyway it, just in case i didn't make it clear uh yeah my podcast is called corner of hunter and george so it might take me a few days to put edit this and put it together but i'll send you a copy when i'm finished so. oh that's
1: fantastic no, i yes. appreciate this so much this is so like so cool <laughs>
0: Has Bend that came out in late April I think April 30th of 2021 is when I first saw that on YouTube and she's made me discover that I need to search BandLab if I'm going to keep up with her material plus uh, her EP that she may have coming out soon one hell of a week. I suggest you look out for that either on BandLab or Spotify or Apple like she was saying and She just seems comes across as just a very modest, yet efficiently talented artist. Um, Someone that just really is a delight to talk to. And I've had a lot of great people on my show so far, but that may be my favorite right there. I don't know. I should not pick favorites. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Corner of Hunter and George with Samara Johnson. And we'll be back soon, actually sooner than I usually am. It will not be a three or four week wait before I have another artist on, as I, I will tell you right now, as I continue maybe to explore a musical kind of community look at Peterborough, Ontario. Not that we are restricting ourselves to music, but there will be more of a musical theme to our next one as well. So see you then next time on Corner of Hunter and George. And of course you can hear us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, hopefully any of the other major collaborators through Peterborough Independent Podcasters who I have to thank for having this project begin in the first place. And I've been quite happy it's been going so far. It's a very small little tiblet, but it, hopefully it'll grow. As Hopefully we come to be reminded. I think other people have talked about it, be reminded of what a rich arts community we have in Peterborough, Ontario. Thank you. And wrong of me to leave uh, without uh, now a late, belated, happy birthday to Samara Johnson. i quite insensitive if I didn't say anything about that. So happy birthday, Samara, which I know it's already passed. I believe it was February... Uh, 20th your birthday so and it was recorded on the 19th and hopefully you'll see here at this upcoming week so a few days late but a happy birthday to Samara Johnson